to the Flying Solo Podcast, a show for those going it alone in business. If you're working solo or have dreams of starting up, you'll find support, inspiration and advice at Australia's largest and liveliest small business community. Find us at flyingsolo.com.au or join us on Facebook. Here's your host, Robert Gerrish. Hello all and welcome to another Flying Solo podcast. If you've yet to check out Premium Membership, please do as there's a mass of tools and benefits to help your business stand out and to ensure you stay at the top of your game. As part of membership, you get a full page listing in our directory, entry to a private discussion group, access to a library of over 80 how-to videos, a copy of our best-selling book, and much more, all for just $99. Head to the join page to find out more. Now, today I'm delighted to be speaking with Gabe Alves. Gabe is the founder of Track My Subs, a business based in Perth that helps us keep our digital subscriptions under control. Now, there's a business we didn't know we needed until recently. So, Gabe, you're calling it the subscription economy. Please give us a bit of a snapshot and explain why it deserves our close attention. Well, thanks, Rob. Thanks for having me here. Um, I think probably the best way I explain this is maybe just talk a little bit about my journey and how I came into this. Yeah, sure. And, and how I discovered this subscription economy, so to speak. So a couple of years ago, um, my, my wife's got a graphic design business. She works from home, and I was helping her set up her website, mm-hmm. you know, trying to set up things for her project management tools, um, uh, like a, a cloud file storage place. And we are signing up to all sorts of different online tools to try and get the right workflow set up. Sure. And – you know, as you do these things, you're, you're busy doing work as well, and you'll sign up to a whole bunch of these things and start trying them and test them. And then what we found is that we just completely lost track of where everything was, and <laughs> all, all, all these charges started coming out of the bank account. And you know, this is going along. It might have been twenty dollars here, and, and you know, maybe ten dollars there, and it was, wasn't a huge amount. So our focus was like, oh, we'll we'll deal with it later, right? So mm. <clears throat> there was a kicker. So I can remember it clearly. It was in January of 2016. Right. I had $850 come straight out of the, tra- the, the credit card. Wow. And that was like, whoa, hang on a minute. What was this for? And it was for Dropbox. Right. Now, we had signed up for the, the business version for 12 months. You had to put your credit card on first. And then um, we just got busy and we forgot about it. And the trial finished and it converted into a paid subscription. And, and bam, you know, 850 bucks came out of the account. And it, I guess, <laughs> I guess this was kind of the the moment for me where I was like, "Yeah, there's got to be a better way." Mm. So, yeah, look, that was so. I, I can see as a graphic designer as well, you know, with something like Dropbox, it's obviously you're putting an awful lot of stuff in there, big files. So, I can see that would would be a great shock, and I'm sure a number of people listening have had, uh, hopefully, not as big as that, but have had you know smaller versions. But then it's a bit of a leap to go from we need to get this under control to I'm going to start a business doing it. So talk to me about that. How did that process go? Yeah, so the the first thing I thought was, right, I need a spreadsheet. So, you know, whipped up the spreadsheet, started putting columns and this and that, and I thought, great, I've got them in there. And then it it kind of expanded to, well, the spreadsheet's great, but it's not going to remind me. It's not going to tell me when these things come up. I have to constantly look at it. Mm. So I thought there's, there's got to be a better way. So I actually jumped online and, and started looking around. I thought somebody's built an app. Surely there's an app for everything in this world. But mm. There's got to be an app out there that does it. 
And, you know, sure enough, there was a few apps out there that, that did it. But I had a big problem with them because they just wanted to connect to your bank account, trawl through all your bank account statements, right. and then say, here's all the things you paid for. Hmm. And for me personally, it was like, you know what? I don't need you to go through my bank accounts. I, I kind of know what I spend. Hmm. You kind of don't need I, you and don't want you to go through my bank accounts. Yeah, exactly. I thought, you know what? Yes, this is a problem of mine, but I'm not sure I'm willing to give up my complete transaction history to solve it. <laughs> hmm. So um, I thought what I need is just a simple tool to manage it from our business to, you know, to have some of the features that I need from a business and remind me and have some extra fields and stuff that I need just to just to manage it like I would in mm. a spreadsheet, but but just a lot more efficient. And um, yeah, so I, I couldn't find one essentially, and I thought, well, hey, let's give this let's give this a shot. So how? I mean, you know, I, I want to to get on a, a bit sort of more broadly into this whole kind of subscription economy, but I'm really intrigued as to how your business works and how do you do it if you're not kind of drawing on people's bank accounts? What sort of what process do you do you follow? So it's fairly straightforward, and and it's one of those things that people uh, they do balk at it to start with because it requires some effort. Right. So it, it's a manual process of let's go find your subscriptions, and you you enter them in. It's right. it's as simple as that. You know, the same way you would enter into a spreadsheet, you you enter into our system. I mean, we've got a not a lot nicer flow. You, you only need a certain amount of fields. You can you, you know, there's, there's a whole range of different ways that we do it. Sure. But we don't automatically go and find it. It was a, a sort of a principle that I kind of stayed away from. I didn't want to draw mm. people's bank accounts. Yeah, and okay. So the, I'm guessing that the idea is for any – would I be right in saying – I mean, I'm not sure whether it's, it's that important anyway, but when you were building your, the site for your wife, were you building that on a WordPress site? Yes, that was yeah, a okay. WordPress site. All right, so yep. – you know, I've, I've have some experience myself of WordPress, and I know you use a lot of plugins, and a lot of them are extraordinarily wonderful. And you pay yep. for them. So, is is that where it all sort of started? Is that where you think most people are? Um, you know, where, where where this is where this issue is sort of manifesting with most people. I, I think it is. There's there's various, and the, the really surprising thing for me was that once you sort of open up. The, the sort of Pandora's box, so to speak, it's just it explodes in the number of things we're actually subscribed mm. to, and and you don't recognise them at first glance. So, you know, you think about WordPress and you've got your WordPress plugins, but then there's other things that you may not instinctively think they're a subscription, like your domain name, yeah, or yep. SSL certificates, or your monthly hosting bill. That mm. as you start thinking about these other things, you you don't kind of consider them as subscriptions as such. But they're all recurring payments that come out of your account. Yeah, that's so true, isn't it? There's these things just kind of creep up on you. And I suppose that, you know, the trap and obviously the reason why so many subscriptions work so well and why so many businesses go on the subscription model is, you know, the, the kind of the thinking is, well, three ninety nine a month, who's gonna notice that? You know, it's <laughs> it's kind of how it's done. But then as you say, you've you've whether you have a um, you know, a situation like you had with Dropbox where you get slugged with a you know uh, slugged with a with a really big bill, or you just find that, you know, three ninety nine times, you know, twenty or something, it's it starts to make quite a quite a bit of difference. So what's what's your sort of overall view though then of this subscription economy is it here to stay is it going to are we going to get more and more and more of this in in small business to be honest i i think the subscription economy is going to take over the world 
Wow. And the, the, the reason for that is that it actually makes sense. Mm. So the reason it's so effective in a way is, and I believe, you know, this is so successful is it changes the way that we buy things from having to have cash up front. And we mm. all know that if you don't have to have the cash up front and there's a way that you can get access to the product for a lot lesser immediate sort of value, mm. that opens up opportunity. Sure. So, um, you know, the, the, the simplest of examples, um, you can rent a house for a lot less and you can get into a house for a lot less than you can if you had to come up with the money to buy a house. Sure. So it, it gives you access to products and services for a much smaller value. And the other thing I find really interesting is that they're, they're tied to people's pay cycle. Hmm. So you're getting X amount per month and I'm paying this amount per month. From yeah. a budgeting perspective, yeah. it, people can make sense of that. You know, mm. as opposed to having, you know, this huge capital outlay with interest payments and bits and pieces and how much is this? If I have access to this service, then it's going to cost me $50 per month and I've got $1,000 coming in. Yes, I can afford that. Mm. And it just it just makes sense. Yeah, okay. All right. So you're saying clearly then this is something, as you say, you know, it's taking over the world. It's not something that's just kind of going to disappear and, and there are many benefits in in this subscription economy and as you say we can get the services for a little cost but do you i mean how to what degree is it a problem for people do you in your experience are you seeing businesses that are actually paying for things that they don't even use i mean do you see that sort of stuff going on yeah absolutely all the time and in fact one of the biggest things that i i hear back from my customers i'll get an email from them or they'll contact us through support and they'll say, just going through the process of entering my subscriptions in, I've just saved $300 or what? I've just saved $500. And it's, it's this, this actual deliberate process of going through what am I currently subscribed to mm. that you discover a whole bunch of stuff that you're spending out money every single month or every year. And it's something you think, when was the last time I even used this? Mm. It would sound like a great idea at the time. And I, I find it really interesting. And I've done a little bit of thinking about this about why do we, you know, why does this happen? Why do we always just forget about this stuff? And I, the conclusion I've come to personally is that we're not wired to subscribe to things. We're wired to buy things hmm. just in the traditional sense. You know, we'll go to the shop and you, you want a loaf of bread, you pay the money, you get the bread, the transaction's over. Yeah. So the the good example I like to use is um, you buy an exercise bike. You know, with all these great intentions of I'm going to do all this exercise at home and I'm going to have it in my lounge room or wherever it might be. And so if I go out and buy an exercise bike for $1,000, mm. that transaction's closed and the bike's sure. in the lounge room and I can go and use it. Now, the only thing I have to worry about is am I self-disciplined enough to go through with my, my fitness commitments and, and carry on for the next six months or 12 months or however long I wanted to do it. Yep. But there's no financial penalty. The transaction's going. I never have to think about that. Mm. And if I decide not to train this week, there's no there's no repercussion except oh I really should be getting on that bike. Now yeah. if you lease it or you rent it, then there's actually a financial repercussion for you not following through or not paying attention to that. Yeah, okay. So there's like a reminder yeah. that hey you're paying. But then I you know for years gyms you know gyms have kind of absolutely survived and thrived on the fact that at the beginning of every year people sign up for a twelve month pay by the month membership and then never use it you know Absolutely. so i agree with you that it's, in theory a regular payment should add to motivation but um also very clearly in, it doesn't in some cases 
No, that's right. And it's funny because the whole gym membership model is, is based on the fact that you won't use it. That's how the, yeah. the value becomes cheap enough for everyone because yeah. not everyone uses it. Well, look, I'm, yeah. I'm, I must confess I'm, I'm going slightly red here because I've been paying out my <laughs> yoga membership for years and my gosh i've been hopeless at using it but anyway i've made a change I, maybe maybe the change was inspired by the fact that i was talking to you i'm not sure but so <laughs> let, let's have a look at some you know some kind of tips here so i can see absolutely why you've um established your business and i can see that there's value in that business um you know and i can see that um you know a number of people listening will probably want to go and have a look and see how that operates but so it's kind of taking your um, business ownership hat off for a second, what are some sort of tips, what things as small businesses should we be doing so that we don't fall into the $850 Dropbox kind of scares? <laughs> you know, what's, what sort of thing, what advice have you got for us? Well, look, I think the, the biggest piece of advice, and I see this happening all the time, is someone will hear about an app or a piece of technology or software that says, oh, their friend might say, I'm using this, you should use it, it's fantastic. Yep. And so your immediate response is, that's great, I'm going to jump on and I'm going to sign up to it and I'm going to start playing with it. Mm. Now, the biggest tip I can say is for anything that you might purchase for your business is approach it the way you would anything else as a business decision. It's like, what is the value of this to my business? Yep. Think about what is what am I trying to solve here? What problem am I trying to solve? And then work that problem through and work out what is this problem actually costing me? Mm. There's a, um, you know, you can do this in a number of different ways, but the simplest way is how much time am I currently spending to solve this problem for myself? And if you just equate that to how many hours, work out what your hourly rate is and put a dollar figure on it per month or per year and then go, is spending less than this amount on this piece of software going to solve that problem and is it going to be mm. a cash positive transaction and just look at it like that yeah it's a bit like um it's 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 sounding more and more like a sort of a version of gambling some of this subscription stuff it's like yeah but if i just stick a few dollars in here you know i could get some real benefits but what you're saying is just pause for a bit hang on a second you know and maybe do the maths a little bit and go well 399 times 12 is actually you know that's a reasonable amount of money and maybe i should just think about this so you're saying stop and think about it do you really need it before you commit? yeah yeah and and definitely do the numbers because when you look at it from and if you put the actual application out of the way so don't think about what problem what, what application you're going to buy mm, mm. really work out what the numbers are worth for your problem then go to the internet or the market, whoever you want to look at, and go, okay, I have got, my problem is worth to me $500 per year. Yeah. Now, if I can reduce that down to 250 by um, buying an app, then I've got $250 a year to spend on this problem. Mm. And then go and look at all your options out there and see how well it solves your problem. Yeah. There's, a, there's a couple of things it does is that not only does it um, make financial sense and, and you'll feel a lot more confident in your decision, but you will also be focused on it from a sense that I'm using this because it's got a business reason, it's got a requirement, and you're likely to use it and follow through because you know what that value is as opposed to just trying something and forgetting about it. Yeah, okay. Now, that's a great point. And tell me, uh, I'm sure this is something you must have uh, have come up against. Generally speaking, 
Do you find that if someone's trying to kind of wriggle out of a subscription commitment that they've made, what's the general sort of state of the market there? Do you think most businesses are quite open to letting people get out of these things or or is, is the reverse the case? Any observations? Oh, I think it's a really mixed bag here mm. and there's there's clearly there's um, there's two different slants. There's, we've written a, an article. I'll take Spotify as an example. Mm. To cancel your Spotify account, we end up writing 2,000 word articles on how to get out of it. <laughs> it's because it's just horrendously difficult. You know, mm. there's a million different clicks trying to search for this button as an email to confirm. Like it goes around and around and around. Mm. And then there's um, there was a, an app that I signed up for um, probably about two months ago that um, literally within three days of me signing up to it and paying $300 for a year, I realized that, you know what, I jumped, I jumped the gun. You know, I went mm. too quick on this and I found a better solution. You so didn't, you didn't follow your own advice, Gabe, did you? I, I know, I know, guilty. <laughs> That's good. You're a human being. That's encouraging. <laughs> and so um, I just emailed them and I said, look, you know, I apologize and um, I, I do this. Is there any option? And I got an immediate full refund with no questions asked and yeah, they said okay. no problem at all. Yeah. Now, like, I'm, I'm a really strong advocate for sort of, ethical subscriptions mm. from a business perspective i think if you have to if the way that you're keeping revenue and keeping your customers is by making the unsubscribe process horrendously difficult mm. yes. keeping people money, then you're not going to be there for the long no long that's so and also you're going to have you know as as and i've heard that comment before about spotify you know those okay does anybody there care i'm not sure but you know, there's no doubt that um, it's leaving the field wild, uh, wide open for competitors who don't have that sort of policy. So, and I guess yeah. the thing is there as well is that you know it only takes a few minutes on Google to have a look around and see if there's any discussion about the uh, subscription that you're considering entering into. You know, because there's the chances are nine out of ten times someone somewhere in some chat room somewhere is talking about what you're thinking about buying, and it's just worth yeah. doing a little bit of due diligence, don't you think? You know, in, in that sort of situation. Oh, absolutely. I I, I find reviews and, and those sort of things online they're quite they they can be quite um, misguiding as well. Mm, of course, typically, yeah. you know. You know, story people who are happy with it generally don't say anything, but the ones yes, who aren't yes. certainly make their words. Yeah, no, that's it. that's a very good point. Very good point. Okay, so the first the first th- sort of tip you're saying there is let's let's just slow down a little bit, really make sure that we've that we understand the kind of business value. Um, any other things particularly that you reckon that as, as small businesses we should be thinking about? Well, look, the big one is, and and you know with. Without trying to sound like I'm plugging my software, and you, you you need to have a system for managing them. I think the the reality is is that you know we're not built to manage 10, 15, 20, you know, 50 different subscriptions of mm. small capacity. And remember them. It's just if you if you sort of look back at a traditional kind of span of control conversation about how many things you can manage at the same time. I think it's about you know the average person's between four and eight things. The it's just impossible. We, you know we're not our brains aren't designed to keep these kind of informations you mm. know, front and center and to be able to take action on that. So whichever way you do it, um, you need to you, you need to have a system yeah. because it's only going to become more and more. Everything's going to be going this way. And there's, um, there's one thing that um, I guess people may not be aware about is that there is literally um, probably 
billions of dollars being invested on the company side of the transaction for the subscription business model. Right. All around reducing churn and churns where people will leave sure. that subscription. Yep. And, you know, keeping people's dollars and, and about optimizing their revenue. And if you think about it, if there's billions of dollars being invested in the technology and, and there's a lot of it around the psychology and how mm. people use the applications, it's, it's a huge field and it's absolutely fascinating. If you don't have a system to keep yourself, you're going to be purely at the, you know, at the, at the whims of this technology and this software and very, very clever psychological tricks yes. that are going to keep you. And you won't even recognize it. You won't even realize it. That it's you, happening. Yeah, you won't know you've got a problem until you get to the end of your financial year or something. Yeah, what, exactly. To what ex- I mean, presumably, um, you know, uh, one kind of threat to your business is is that as this subscription economy is um, taking root and, and, as you say, a lot of investment going into it from the big end of town. So, you know, I, I can't remember a day when I don't get some kind of um, subscription pop up somewhere that's suggesting I do something. So, but presumably the sort of cloud accounting software is going to get more and more kind of savvy in this way, isn't it? Isn't it? I mean, I know obviously we can um, through our own cloud accounting. You know, we we can we can allocate things to subscriptions. But it, do you do you foresee that? Is that going to be a challenge to you potentially? That these you know the the zeros, the intuits, the myobs are, are going to um, kind of crawl all over your space. Yeah, ab- absolutely. It's something that I'm I'm very conscious of. Mm. Um, you know, where you know our businesses that we have, we use zero, and it's a fantastic product. Mm. Um, but I, I found at the moment, I feel like this space that I'm in is something that's it's, it's kind of been overlooked a little bit mm. from the consumer side. Certainly not from yep. the business side, but from the consumer side. And accounting comes from the sort of traditional uh, way of accounting. Mm. And the what I'm finding really fascinating is my that my app is actually evolving into some of the same features that um, the accounting systems have, but it takes it from a totally different angle. Right. Okay. So, uh, you know, with with cash flow forecasting, we're actually going to be adding in a revenue for people who have uh, sort of these website businesses. They can they can add a revenue subscription in. Which is sort of your money coming back to you. Yeah, okay. And then oh, you can start doing your cash flow forecasting. Yep. And this is what our customers are asking for. Mm. And it's doing the same thing in a sense, but just from a lot, a simpler view and a different take on the mm. whole sort of managing your finances thing. Yeah, Look, okay. I think I think it's definitely a big risk where we're working on integrations mm. so that we can plug into the, the zeros and myobs of this yeah. world. So presumably it's, 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 it's a risk or it's an opportunity, you know, because you're clearly, you know, out the front there, um, you know, doing it uh, more so than, than others and certainly ahead of, of some of the cloud accounting people at this stage. So presumably whilst it could be a threat, it could also be a great opportunity for you. But anyway, that's not... Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I won't, I'll, I'll leave you to your own problems. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but I no, see that, it as positive. I've got yeah, to see no, it as I think positive. it is positive. I mean, <laughs> it surely is. I mean, I, I love to talk to someone who's, you know, who's grabbing something kind of new by the throat and doing something with it because, you know, clearly this is something I've not had a conversation with someone before um, in this sense about about this subscription economy, I, I didn't, I hadn't really stopped to think about it until you know you made contact. But you know, looking at it, you can see, yeah, this surely is is 
um, both a, a, an opportunity, you know, it's well, this, the subscription economy is growing because of the opportunity and the, the benefit to us as small businesses. But within there is something brewing that um, could potentially be very destructive for small business. So we've got to get a hold of it. Yeah, hmm. absolutely. Very interesting. Okay, so any any sort of closing tips for you, and where should we go to find out a bit more about what you do? Look, if you're if you're interested in the in the software or um, some more about the subscription economy, um, if you just go to uh, trackmysubs.com, mm-hmm. um, I've got a, a few articles on there I've written about various things. That, um, just my sort of take on on where we're at. Mm. Uh, yeah, go there and have a read. If you'd like to reach out to me personally, uh, you can either do that through that website or you can contact me on LinkedIn as well. Okay, fantastic. Well, look, um, Gabe Alves, it's been great having you on, and it's um, say an eye-opener and something that clearly we need to be thinking about. Now, would I be right in saying that um, if I was to subscribe to track my subs, presumably I'd pay by subscription, do I? <laughs> yes, yes. I, you know, the irony is not lost. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd, I'd, I'd hope you would. Well, look, Gabe, thank you so much for, for being a guest with us. And look, and uh, before I go, don't forget that when it comes to uh, creating a truly enjoyable and prosperous business, Flying Solo gets you premium membership, has all the tips and tools you need for just $99 on subscription. Um, head to the join page to learn more. Gabe, thanks again. No, my pleasure. And that's where we'll leave this show from Flying Solo and your host, Robert Gerrish. We'd love to receive feedback, even a brief review for those listening via iTunes. If you're planning to start a business or rejuvenate the one you're in, check out our bestseller, Flying Solo, How to Go It Alone in Business. It includes everything we know about working on your own. And of course, we invite you to dive into the resources and supportive community at flyingsolo.com.au.